Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today, we're going to discuss the dynasty of the Cincinnati Reds from 1970 to 1976. Their nickname, the Big Red Machine, was no exaggeration. After winning the National League pennant in 1939, the World Series in 1940, and remaining competitive from 1941 to 1944, the bottom fell out for the Cincinnati Reds. From 1945 to 1960, the team had only two winning seasons. That skid ended in 1961, when the Reds, led by National League MVP Frank Robinson, won their fourth National League pennant. The team continued to win that decade, only one losing season in 1966, and the Reds were back in the World Series in 1970. But nobody was prepared for what came next. The Big Red Machine. The Reds were stacked with talent, and directed by new manager Sparky Anderson. They had catcher and 1970 National League MVP Johnny Bench, outfielder Pete Rose, and infielders Dave Concepcion and Tony Perez. The Reds also had a solid pitching staff led by 20-game winner Jim Moret and 18-game winner Gary Nolan, not to mention a new stadium having moved from Old Crossley Field to Riverfront Stadium. The Reds finished first in the division in 1970, 14 and a half games ahead of the second-place Los Angeles Dodgers as the Reds won 102 games, the most in franchise history. Then they faced the Pittsburgh Pirates, winners of their division, to see which team would move on to the World Series. The Reds swept the Pirates, holding Pittsburgh to three runs the entire series. Cincinnati would now face the mighty Baltimore Orioles in the World Series. Although the Reds lost the series four games to one, it was clear that this team would be back. But surprisingly, that did not happen. The Reds flopped in 1971, shockingly finishing the season with a dismal 79-83 and record. Thankfully for Reds fans, Cincinnati bounced back in 1972 to win their division with a 95-59 and record, 
as catcher Johnny Bench once again won the National League MVP award. Then, in a hard-fought National League Championship Series, the Reds defeated the Pirates three games to two to advance to the World Series. But disappointment was the outcome, just like it was in 1970. This time, the team lost to the Oakland A's in a seven-game series. The machine kept churning out wins and championships. 1973 yielded a 99-63 and record, a division crown, and Pete Rose won the National League MVP. But the World Series was not to be that year, thanks to the New York Mets, who upset the Reds in a five-game National League Championship Series, three games to two. The Reds did well again in 1974, finishing the season with 98 wins, 98 wins and 64 losses. But the Los Angeles Dodgers did even better, going 102 wins and 60 losses, winning the division race by four games. For the Reds, it was an extremely frustrating end to a great season. But the Reds were now entering a period of greatness, going an astounding 108 and 54 in 1975 and sweeping the Pirates in the National League Championship Series. Then, in what many still consider the most competitive World Series ever played, the Reds prevailed over the scrappy Boston Red Sox, four games to three. Sparky Anderson was named National League Manager of the Year, and second baseman Joe Morgan took home the National League MVP award. Morgan, Concepcion, Perez, Rhodes, and Bench were all voted to the National League All-Star team. That 1975 team was so dominant that many baseball historians compared it to the legendary 1927 New York Yankees, a team that won 114 games, that's 72% win rate, and then swept the Pirates in the World Series. The 1976 Reds picked up where they left off in 1975, winning 100 plus games with a 102 win and 60 loss record. Joe Morgan won his second consecutive MVP award. The fifth time in seven years that a Cincinnati Reds player won the MVP award. Seven Cincinnati players played in the All-Star game. Joe Morgan, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Concepcion, and Ken Griffey Sr. An 1977 National League MVP George Forster. The Reds swept the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League Championship Series and did the same to the Yankees in the World Series. It's no exaggeration to call the 1975 and 1976 Reds one of the greatest clubs in Major League history. 
the Red Success continued from 1977 to 1981 as the team won at least 88 games each year until the bottom fell out in 1982 when the team reversed direction and lost 101 games. But the five-year stretch from 1977 to 1981 is no match for what the team did from 1970 to 1976. Those were the glory years, which would not be repeated. Yes, the Reds played in another World Series in 1990 and won it all by defeating the heavily favored Oakland A's, but that was 30 plus years ago. The Reds have not appeared in the Fall Classic since. That concludes our podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and PigskinDispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on SportsHistoryNetwork.com, PigskinDispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.